Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to My Guys in the Desert. No, I am not Stormy Bonantoni. I am Femi Abebefe coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas on this fantastic Friday, the first one of October as the football season is rolling along. Week number four in the NFL, week number five in college football. We've got a jam-packed show for you guys here. Stormy is out, but she will be joining us later on at the bottom of the hour from Stanford where she is on assignment for tomorrow afternoon's Oregon and Stanford football game out there in Palo Alto. So look out for Stormy joining us here. Also, Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director at the South Point Hotel and Casino. He's in 30 minutes. And, of course, our guy Kenny White from the Power Rating Sportsline and CBS Sports HQ in a matter of moments here joining us in about five minutes as we go through the NFL and college football slate for the weekend that is to come. It is Femi Friday. That's what we're branding it. We're talking before the show even started. We're calling this hashtag Femi Friday. So make sure to tweet at me, at Femi Abebefe on Twitter. Make sure to tweet nice things. Otherwise, you will get blocked. No kidding. But uh, we'll just keep it positive, as always, as we try to make some money here on this fabulous Friday. And let's start off with the top five stories in sports that you need to know heading into the weekend. Number one, the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars last night, 24 to 21. This game closer than many people thought there. The Bengals were laying seven and a half. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, what do we say? Good teams win, great teams cover. Well, consider the Jags a great team for at least one night of the season as they are getting their first against the spread win against the Cincinnati Bengals, 24 to 21. Joe Burrow, 348 yards, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence actually played pretty well himself. 204 yards and a rushing touchdown. It's the Jags' 19th straight loss as this game also goes under the total of 46. The Jags, though, I mean, 19 straight losses. Urban Meyer seems to be going through it on the sidelines. It's not a team that I would be afraid to bet because I actually bet them last night plus seven and a half. So kudos to me on that one. But just you got to pick your spots with this Jacksonville team. As for Cincinnati, well, I might be looking to fade those guys next week. Only a three-point dog against the Green Bay Packers. I don't know about that. That might be a little short for a team that's head coached by Zach Taylor. Our number two storyline, the Chicago Bears. Matt Nagy, what's going on here? The Bears, according to him, game time decision for who will be their starting quarterback this Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Chicago laying three right now at home against the Lions. That line in some places off the grid is actually two and a half. But Andy Dalton is dealing with the knee injury he missed last game. That's why Justin Fields was in there starting against the Cleveland Browns. 
Fields also hurt his hand, but he appears to be fine. Not on the final injury report. Nagy says that Dalton, of course, will be the starter if he's healthy. We don't know that answer as of yet, but we'll find out that answer according to him at kickoff, or at least when the inactives come out about 90 minutes before kickoff in Chicago. That total has actually come crashing down. The total was 45 and a half, now 41 and a half between the Bears and the Lions. Our number three story, the injuries continue to pile up in the AFC South. First with the Tennessee Titans, both starting receivers, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, have been declared out for Sunday's game against the New York Jets with hamstring injuries. Titans laying six on the road in the Meadowlands. This line was as high as nine earlier when it first came out last Sunday. Obviously, a lot of momentum for this New York Jets team. The total has come crashing down from 48 and a half to 44 and a half. So both Brown and Jones out for Sunday's game. Cluster injury alert there for the Tennessee Titans in the wide receiver room. The Indianapolis Colts, they're missing all pro guard Quentin Nelson. He has been declared out for their game Sunday in South Beach as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Colts two-point underdogs, the consensus line. They're looking to avoid going 0-4 to start the season, which is crazy because this summer, their win total was set at 10, and they were seen as co-favorites to the Tennessee Titans. So the Colts off to a disastrous season, just cannot stay healthy, and it's been going on since the start of training camp. Our number four story, it's good news and bad news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The good news, we'll start with that because I like my dessert first before the veggies. TJ Watt, their all-pro pass rusher, he is going to play Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Watt, of course, missed last week's game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it showed with their defense getting carved up by Joe Burrow and company there. So Watt is in. Also, Steelers linebacker Alex Highsmith and wide receiver Deontay Johnson both missed last week's game as well. They look to be in for this game against the Green Bay Packers as they are six-and-a-half-point underdogs Green Bay with a total of 45-and-a-half. The bad news, though, offensive coordinator Matt Canada, I mean, come on here. He said the Steelers not going to change anything on offense. And if you've seen the Steelers offense, even for a split second, you would think that that's crazy, just like I think that's crazy as well. At this point, I'm saying maybe even entertain Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. I can't believe I'm saying that, but the way that Ben Roethlisberger is playing right now, I don't think you can put him out there as an NFL quarterback. He appears to be washed and then some. Our number five storyline here today Tight end injuries across the league, starting in San Francisco with All-Pro George Kittle. He is a questionable for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Niners three-point favorites. Kittle dealing with a calf injury, but good news, he was seen jogging around at practice earlier this afternoon. So Kittle trending towards playing, but Kyle Shanahan wants to temper expectations. They are preparing to be without him against the Seattle Seahawks. A big game for both those teams coming off losses, trying to keep pace with the L.A. Rams. Another tight end injury, though, this one. Touchdown, Robbie G. Rob Gronkowski is listed as doubtful with the rib injury in Sunday's massive showdown against the New England Patriots. Gronkowski, in addition to Brady, making their returns to Foxborough. Gronk suffered this injury, of course, last week against the Rams. Arian says he's a game-time decision, but Gronk did not practice at all this week. So hopefully Gronk can get out there. If not, he will have to sit on the sidelines and watch his guy, TB12, do work against that New England Patriots defense that, of course, Buccaneers favored by seven in that contest. Well, let's bring in our guy, Kenny White from Sportsline, the PowerRatings.com, CBS Sports HQ on the Skype line right now with us, Kenny White, to break down the NFL action. Kenny, how are we doing today on this Friday? First of all, I want to talk about this Chiefs and Eagles game. Andy Reid is making his return to Philadelphia to go up against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And this Chiefs team, we were both on them last week. They lose outright as seven-point favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers. Do we go back to the well again this week, Kenny? Yeah, the turnovers will kill you. And, and that's what happened to the Chiefs last week. You can't give up on them yet. This is still going to be a great football team. Uh, the defense is going to take time to gel a little bit. And the offensive line still needs time. Obviously, Andy Reid going back to Philadelphia. Uh, he would love, no more than love, to beat up on this team. And his players will back him. Uh, Jalen Hurts could lose some confidence from, from this past weekend against the Cowboys. He just looked horrible. Against the Cowboy defense is getting a lot of credit right now, but they're still just an average NFL defense. Um, I, I think this will be a very fun game to watch. I think it's going to be high scoring. I like over the 54 and a half here. I don't want to lay the points, but I do have the Chiefs in many teasers uh, connected one to a very lucky win last night with Cincinnati.
Oh, you're on that Cincinnati bandwagon there. Everybody was teasing him down. I heard all about that. Tease him down. I was on Jacksonville plus the point. So it really wasn't a sweat for me at any point last night, but definitely a sweat if you were on the Bengals minus one and a half in a teaser there. Next game I want to get to Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Pittsburgh, of course, coming off two straight losses at home outright uh, as favorites. Now they're going over to Lambeau where they are six and a half point underdogs. The market appears to be backing Pittsburgh in this spot. Where are you on this one? Is there any value, whether it be side or total, Kenny? Yeah, this one that we, people call reverse line movement because the majority of the general public is going to be on the Packers, but the line's going to come down. And, and when you look at this game and you've watched both teams play, you think, how in the world could could the Green Bay Packers only be six and a half of this game? Now, I've teased the Packers, and there are many of my teasers. Anytime I can cross four key numbers with a good team at home, uh, and in a game that I did make a little bit higher, this Pittsburgh defense is missing three players. Now, I don't know about T.J. Watt. He may play this weekend, and if he does, that brings back two points to their power rating. And I got to believe he is playing after uh, with this number coming down. So trying to get the injury report, I guess he is probable. That's good. So that's two points back to the rating. I think the number's right on where it should be, but this is the NFL, and you know what happens in the NFL. When a team is as, looks as bad as they, they have, uh, and everybody's bashing them, uh, sooner or later they step up and they play well. Look at Jacksonville last night, off to a horrible start, uh, nine or ten turnovers by by Lawrence, and then you know they come up with a big game. So I, I think this could be a letdown from the Packers beating San Francisco in a big come from behind win, and then looking at and maybe overlooking this Pittsburgh team. So it's it's not going to surprise me when Pittsburgh is in this game to the end, but I think Green Bay wins. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is probably the best coach in the NFL against the spread as an underdog since he entered the league in 2007. The Steelers 41-21-3 and ATS, a cover percentage of 66%. So not a bad guy to be backing there when he is getting quite a bit of points there. The next game we want to get to here, Kenny, Bucks patriots the game of the century is what it's being billed as as Tom Brady makes his return to Foxborough. And the Bucks are laying a touchdown in New England. You never see the Patriots getting a touchdown at home. How can we attack this primetime game Sunday night? Yeah, I'm sure there's a big trend on Bill Belichick getting points at home or getting points anywhere over over the last 20 years. But that was with Tom Brady as his quarterback. Now Tom is on the other sideline. Uh, athletes, when they come back to their to their uh, stomping ground uh, from with another team, have done very very well over the years in every single sport. Uh, they just step up and they're just excited to play there. I think he's going to get a great welcoming. I think they're going to be applauding him all night long. Um, I think it'll be a Tom Brady love fest. He's going to break the all-time uh, passing yards record against Drew Brees, probably sometime in the first quarter, maybe early second quarter. My numbers cannot make this game high enough to come up with a play on it. But again, it's another game I use in a teaser. I can uh, you know, tease him down to one in this situation, just have to win the game. And I think Tom Brady does it. He'll win here. He'll probably end up covering as well. But again, I can't make it that high. Yeah, teasers have been uh, pretty profitable so far this season. Last week, I think every Wong teaser hit and was able to cash there. So if you were teasing these games every which way, you were uh, looking to be in the green quite a bit there um, a week ago in week number three in the NFL. But Kenny, hey, hang tight. I want to ask you about three other NFL games, and also we'll get into some college action with you as well. It's a big conference slate of college football here as we are rolling into the month of October. How about that? We're going to stick around. Don't go anywhere. My guys in the desert coming up next. But first, download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more. Go to oddstrader.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zen Wherever you are, Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you can control your over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. My guys in the desert rolling along here from the Circa Resort and Casino Femi and Bebefe in for Stormy Bonnet. We have Kenny White joining us as always, like he does every Friday from the Sportsline, PowerRatings.com, and CBS Sports HQ. And Kenny, we were talking a little NFL before we went to break there. The game that is really intriguing to me that feels like it's going unnoticed because of the Bucks, Patriots, whole Brady going back to Foxborough thing. And, of course, the NFC West battles. But it's in the afternoon window between the Ravens and the Denver Broncos. Right now, that game is sitting at a pick total about 45, 45 and a half. I've heard arguments good for both sides of these teams here. But where do you land in this game between Denver and Baltimore out in the Rocky Mountains? Yeah, I'm going to land on Denver here. Uh, There's a team I was very high on coming into the year. I have an over ticket on them. I have a, a plus money ticket to make the playoffs. And now I've got a ticket to win the West. Uh, I think they're the favorite now, starting out 3-0. and Yeah, they beat three teams that are that are very poor and, and have a combined record of 0-9 so far, but they did what they had to do. They've outscored those teams 25.3 to 8.7, and they out-yardaged them 387 to 221. So they were bad teams, but they did exactly what they needed to do to them. Um, I love the defense. I love, really, Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. You know, and I know Jerry Judy and Hamler are both out, uh, but Cortland Sutton, um, in a wide receiver spot, Tim Patrick and Spencer. These guys are still really good wide receivers. And Noah Fant, the, the tight end, is another good guy to throw to. Uh, Gordon is questionable this week, but I think he's playing. Uh, they're they're just a good football team. Chubb is out on defense. But again, I've still got Denver a three-point favorite at home. It is one of the best home field advantages in the NFL because of that altitude. Baltimore's been playing some tough games. They do need this. It is going to be a battle down to the wire. But I think Denver should be the favorite here. I laid, uh, I actually took one with Denver on the opening number, but I still think 
at, at Pickham is a lot of value. But real quick, Kenny, I want to ask you a follow-up on this game here. Any concern about Denver, the schedule they played thus far? Because the argument against them now is that the teams that they've beaten are a combined 0-10 straight up and have only covered, I believe, two times thus far this season. What would you say to people that say Denver hasn't played anyone yet, theoretically? Yeah, I forgot Jacksonville played last night, so yeah, it is 0-10. And what I would say is they outscored those teams on average 25-9. to They beat them by 16 points, and they outgained them by 160 yards in every one of those games. So... Uh, if this would have been Kansas City beating those three teams, nobody would say anything about, oh, they were beat, beat three teams that were 0-10. So um, this is a Denver team that's very solid on both sides of the football. They're a playoff team, and at home, they're exceptionally strong. Um, I think I think Baltimore could be a little road-weary themselves. Uh, you know, the the just the going, coming to Vegas, then a big game against Kansas City, then flying to Detroit, back home, now to Denver, three in the road in the last four weeks. Um, and a team that has a lot of injuries themselves, but it's not a lot of points off because uh, John Harbaugh does such a great job of uh, talent evaluating that when his guys are out, it's just next guy up and they just fill in. The only guy they really can't fill in for is Lamar Jackson. Uh, but Lamar's not having the greatest season, and now he's up against another really good defense. I think it's a close game. It comes down to the wire. It's won by a field goal. Yeah, that's going to be a really entertaining game. I'm looking forward to seeing that one Sunday afternoon. Another game that you have on your betting card is in the morning window here between the Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts. Dolphins right now a two-point favorite with starting Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback, of course, Tua Tagovailoa is on IR. Dolphins barely snuck in with that cover against the Las Vegas Raiders last Sunday, and the Colts, the injuries just continue to pile up, Kenny. Uh, what do you make of this game? It doesn't look like you have a play on the side. You're looking more so at this total. Yeah, I'm playing the total under. Uh, I mean, this Miami offense looks uh, rather uh, pedestrian, a very below average offense, whether it's Tua, whether it's Brissett, it doesn't matter. They, they had 259 total yards against New England, 216 against Buffalo. Uh, against the Raiders, they did have 330 yards. There was overtime. There was overtime in that game. <laughs> On average, if you break if you break that down, uh, it really was about 270 yards. So th that was their best outing yet in a regulation game. 270 yards on offense up against an Indianapolis defense is the strength of the team right now. Quentin Nelson out on offense. Uh, that leaves a big hole in that offensive line. Uh, Wentz is hobbling around on two bad ankles. Uh, they've scored 16 or less in two of their three games so far. Uh, this defense has done well. They gave up 25 to Tennessee, 27 to the Rams, and 28 to Seattle. Those are pretty good, pretty good offenses that they, you know, they they give up points to them. But now they're up against a Miami offense that comes nowhere close to the, these teams. I think this final score is in the 17 to 14 range. We're speaking with Kenny White of the Sportsline, the PowerRatings.com, and CBS Sports HQ. Kenny, let's turn our attention to the college football betting card here and. We got a pretty good game here Friday night. Tonight out in Maryland is number five Iowa heads to Maryland to take on the Terrapins. Now, the Hawkeyes, this line feels like it should be a little higher. Maybe I'm mistaken, but right now it's sitting at three or three and a half, pending where you shop total at 47 and a half. But what's your read on this game between Iowa and kind of a what looks like could be a tricky spot on a Friday night? Maryland's wearing the black uniforms, and we know they're going to get an A-plus effort from the Terps there. Yeah, we know that. Uh, they're going to agree a great effort, but... Uh, Maryland's an average football team. Uh, that's what I started them at. They've, they've gotten off to a good start. Uh, their strength of schedule is 104th in the country. Uh, the average opponent's been a 94 rating, which is six points below average. Where Iowa on the other side, they played the 15th most difficult schedule so far, uh, 106 and a half, six points above average. So these two teams have been pl playing against a completely different type of schedule. I um, mean, it shows that Iowa's offense completely struggling. 3.3 yards a rush, 4.6 yards a play, but that's who they are. This is a three yards and a cloud of dust team. That's the way they're going to play this game tonight. Their defense has been tremendous against a very good schedule and a very good offensive schedule, allowing just 3.9 yards a play. Maryland has played good D, 4.8 yards a play so far this year, and only 3.1 yards per run. That's what Iowa's going to get every run. The clock is going to run. Uh, the game is going to fly by, and it's going to go under the total of 47 and a half. An interesting game in South Bend. It's a top 10 showdown tomorrow morning between the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Bearcats, two-point road favorites in this game, which is kind of crazy to see because at DraftKings, I'm looking at the betting splits, and 77% 77 
of the tickets are on Notre Dame and 68% of the money is backing the Fighting Irish here, but the line keeps going in favor of Cincinnati. Is this just a public dog that's probably DOA or can the Irish pull off the small upset at home? I think that, yeah, the Irish can pull off the upset. There's no doubt they can do that. Again, another strength of schedule, big strength of schedule difference between these two. Uh, the Irish strength of schedule, uh, one of the best in the country. There's opponents have rated out to 109.3, nine points better than average. Cincinnati, uh, 97.5, two and a half points below average. So Notre Dame has played the far better schedule. I really thought, Femi, I was going to play Cincinnati in this game. I made Notre Dame one, and I said, I'm, I'm going to be able, I think Notre Dame will be the favorite here, maybe three and a half or four because they're at home. I can't wait to take that four with Cincinnati. And I was just completely surprised when the line came out. Bearcats the favorite. The line went up. Um, I haven't bet it yet. I've been. I was hoping to get three. That's that train's gone. That'll never happen. It's one and a half twos now. Um, I'm gonna look to probably play a teaser or wait and watch in game. Uh, and I may go under here because this is a playoff game. The the winner has a chance. The loser is out. The loser has no chance at the college football playoff. But the winner, uh, if they run the table, they could end up in the college football playoff. So. A big game for both teams. South Bend, the, the crowd's going to be good. Again, last week, the uh, score was the most lopsided or most uh, misleading score in the entire 10 years that I've been kind of doing misleading box scores, or 20 years now, 41-13. They were losing 13-10 uh, early fourth quarter and get a yeah. kick return for a touchdown and then two interception returns. Um, Wisconsin outgained Notre Dame by over a yard per play, and maybe that's why some of the professionals are on Cincinnati. But I'll be back in Notre Dame if I can get enough points. Real quick, Kenny, in about 30 seconds, would you be back in Notre Dame if Jack Cohn is unable to play since he hurt his ankle last week against Wisconsin? Uh, what I've read, he's playing. I would not back him if he was out, but uh, no. Right now, if he was out, I'd probably be on Cincinnati because he's that big of a difference maker. But he's playing. All right, there you heard it there. The Fighting Irish is a dog at home. Brian Kelly, pretty profitable in this spot, so that's a pretty decent look there from Kenny White of Sportsline, thepowerratings.com, and CBS Sports HQ. Kenny, appreciate you joining us once again here on My Guys in the Desert. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks, Abby. Thanks for having me. Yep, cash the tickets is what it's all about. That's what Uncle Brent says. Hey, that is what Uncle Brent says, and cash some tickets. Tickets, indeed, is what we did yesterday with the Jags plus seven and a half there, but Make sure if you want to hear my college football stuff, point spread Saturday, tomorrow morning, 8 to 10 Eastern, 5 to 7 Pacific time for the mall shot. We'll break it all down. But coming up next, Chris Andrews of the South Point Hotel and Casino. We're talking a little more NFL and college football here on My Guys in the Desert. It's VCN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running. And check out the LA city cast with Danielle Alvari. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you go and get your podcast. Make sure to check out that LA one. Daniel, Danielle's show just launched today. It was the maiden voyage for her podcast. So uh, I listened to it earlier on the drive in. Really good stuff there from Danielle, as always, here on this Friday. It's my guys in the desert. And folks, when you're making bets, sometimes you just got to make that cringeworthy bet. And folks, I have two of them that I want to get to. The first one in college football. It's a cringeworthy play, one, because it's a big spread, and two, because the market apparently is bouncing back and uh, rejecting my bet here. But the Georgia Bulldogs laying the lumber at home against Arkansas. Right now, that number is sitting at 17. I laid 17 and a half. There was even 18 earlier this week, so clearly the Razorbacks are seeing a lot of the support. But this one, to me, is just too much too soon for this Arkansas team. Arkansas is a very trendy dog. We understand it. They're 4-0. Things are going great. Sam Pittman has become... The big story in the SEC, if not in all of college football, but I'm not in on this team just yet. And Georgia has, in my opinion, the best defense in the country. And when you got a defense like Georgia, you can't feel afraid to lay points there because they can just go quarters on end without giving up points. And we've seen them do that thus far. They even score on defense, Kirby Smart's team out there. So Georgia is my cringe worthy play. Also, want to get this note in there Arkansas, just how trendy they become. Max Meyer at Caesars. He tweeted this out, said only one underdog in a top 25 game got at least 80% of the, both the ticket count 
and money on the spread before this week. Two of them thus far have happened already this week. One of them, Boston College plus 14 and a half against Clemson. The other, Arkansas plus 18 against Georgia. So everyone's all in on this Razorbacks team. I'm all out. Give me the Bulldogs. Laying the lumber at home between the hedges. And my second cringeworthy play, this one is just, I, I almost feel ashamed to even be sharing it with you guys, but the Chicago Bears. Look, folks, I, I'm not a fan of Na Matt Nagy. The things I could say about him probably would not make FCC airwaves. But if this line gets down to two and a half minus 110, I will be all over the Chicago Bears. Look, I get it. The offense is horrible. They had 47 yards of total offense a week ago against Cleveland. But the Detroit Lions are still the Detroit Lions. Before the season, we thought that this was arguably the worst team in football. In fact, they haven't really shown too much, in my opinion, that they're better than that. I mean, to take a look at week one, they were down 41 to 17, if not for the 49ers getting a little sloppy and losing focus, not recovering an onside kick, fumbling on a first down conversion. That game is a complete blowout. Look at last week. If Marquise Brown had hands out there as a wide receiver, that game was a blowout. They wouldn't have needed the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. And even on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers, they played a really great half of football. Still couldn't cover an 11.5-point spread. All Green Bay had to do was just play one focus half in the second half, and they covered that one hands down. So the Detroit Lions, I think, are worse than we all actually think. So I would actually lay 2.5 with the Chicago Bears. It needs to be 2.5, though, with Chicago. Can't lay 3 because that is no bueno. But joining us now here, our next guest, my guy, I talk to this guy now twice, maybe three times a week at this point. Chris Andrews, the sports book director at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Chris, appreciate you joining us once again here on My Guys in the Desert. Last night's game, how about that one? I mean, we were not expecting when you see Jags Bengals on the schedule for that to be an entertaining game, but you get the Jaguars covering plus seven and a half, Bengals winning with a last second field goal. How'd the book do with last night's outcome? Well, we did pretty good. Uh, you know, we definitely needed the dog. I mean, we could have used the dog outright, but uh, that was maybe a little too much to ask. <laughs> but uh, all in all, I was uh, happy with the results. And, you know, we had the uh, Miami-Virginia game going on at the same time. That one turned out well for us, too. So all in all, it was a good night. Some really good, exciting football with, you know, I mean, the Miami game was kind of, you know, like a media, two mediocre teams, but they really bottom of the barrel when you're talking about Bengals and Jaguars. But that was a hell of a game. And uh, besides being entertaining, uh, I thought it was pretty well played for two teams that uh, people don't think so much about. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure everybody had the Bengals teased every which way, money line parlays with the yeah. Bengals, all sorts of uh, shenanigans there as they were a big favorites against that Jacksonville Jaguars team. But Jacksonville, though, held their own in that game for quite a bit there. But the next game I want to talk to you about, Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. It's a really good game in this early morning window. Panthers 3-0 straight up, 3-0 against the spread. Dallas 2-1 straight up, but also 3-0 against the spread. And the Cowboys right now, you guys have it as a four-point favorite with a total of 51.5. But what do you make of this game? And what do you make of these two teams, Carolina and Dallas, not really considered contenders by any means before the season started, but have looked pretty formidable thus far as we head into week four? Yeah, they both looked really good. I mean, there's two things that I would say. Uh, we weren't sure before the year, but they both, uh, I think, have really shown to be, um, you know, very, very good at what they're doing. The first is Matt Rule, the coach for the Panthers. Uh, you know, he had a pretty good rookie year as a coach, but I think the more we look at this guy, this guy's a hell of a coach. He's been a good coach everywhere he's gone. That doesn't always translate to the pros, but uh, I think this guy's doing one heck of a job. And, of course, it was Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, we kind of thought he might have some hidden talent. He just kind of got lost in Green Bay or uh, with the Jets. I'm sorry. Now, uh, the Cowboys, on the other hand, nobody knew about Dak Prescott. I mean, I think we all thought he was good, but was he going to come back from that injury that he had? Sometimes it takes a little more than a year to recover from that. But he's been playing as well as almost anybody in the league. He's really been uh, the big story for the Cowboys. So I think this is a, a game right now that uh, a lot of people are very interested in seeing, getting a lot of action on it. The other angle I would talk to you about this game, though, is Cowboys played Monday night. Panthers played Thursday night. Mm -hmm. So they have extra rest, and the Cowboys are on short rest. So I think that might be part of the handicap, because right now all the sharp money is on the Panthers. Um, I always joke about it. We never have to go begging for Cowboy money. So there's <laughs> plenty of money on the Cowboys, too. But the, the wise guys are on the Panthers in this one. Yeah, I'm sure that Cowboy money will be coming in heavy as we approach kickoff here. That one at 10 a.m. start 
out here on the West Coast. We're speaking with Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Chris, I want to talk about college football. The SEC has two really good games on the slate here. The first one I want to chat about is Arkansas, Georgia. And I started the segment off talking about my cringeworthy play being laying the points with Georgia because of that excellent defense. And I think it's just a little too much too soon for this Arkansas team. But the public is all over this Razorback story. Sam Pittman, I can't turn my TV on without seeing him and all the montages about Woo Pig Suey. Uh, what are you guys seeing at the betting window with this one with now Arkansas laying, or rather Georgia laying 17 points at home against the Razorbacks? Well, we, we've had all the money on Arkansas, which is uh, strange to see uh, a big dog get all that kind of money. But, uh, you know, a lot of us in this business a long time say, be careful of that popular dog. And I would say the same thing here. Now, I really don't like anybody in this game, but you talked about the Georgia defense, and I think that's a big story in the game because the total is 50. was a relatively low total uh, in, in college, particularly in the SEC. Uh, but the total's 50, and you're getting 17, 18 points. Um, you know, Arkansas can get in the end zone twice and maybe get a field goal as well. They've got a good chance of covering that number. Now, can they do it against Georgia? I mean, that's the big question because right now I think Georgia uh, legitimately is the second-best team in the country, second Alabama, and they might be able to keep Arkansas out of the end zone the whole game. We'll have to see. But I, I, I see what you're saying about that, but I can tell you this. All the sharp money is definitely on Arkansas, just sharp and public. It's not just the public. We had some sharp guys take Arkansas as well. Well, it looks like I'm going head-to-head with the market. Never a comfortable feeling here, but uh, we'll, <laughs> well see how yeah, it shakes out. They don't out. win all the time, Sammy. <laughs> they, they don't win all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, let's hope they don't win uh, come Saturday. The next game I want to chat about, <laughs> Ole Miss and Alabama. The Crimson Tide, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite with the total at 79-and-a-half. So points, points, points. Fireworks will be out there in Tuscaloosa as we have the two Heisman favorites between Bryce Young and Matt Corral. This is another team that's Ole Miss kind of trendy. Lane Kiffin, a lot of momentum on social media. Can Ole Miss really hang with this Alabama team? Well, you know, last year they hung with them for a while. I think they put 48 on Bama last year, and uh, I I don't think they covered it. I I know they lost by 15. I can't remember what the number was. I don't think they covered it. Somebody might probably going to correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, I think we're looking at kind of a similar thing. Bama's defense probably not quite as good as we expected them to be earlier in the year. And Mississippi has definitely come on. You know, when this was one of the games of the year for us, Femi, we had Bama 24 wow. in this game. So that's a, that's a hell of a drop, you know, after three weeks or four weeks, whatever we're looking at. Uh, but Mississippi is definitely a good team, can score. Can they score against this Bama defense? It was not played up to their potential yet this year. But, uh, yeah, there's a little, probably a little uh, animosity between the two head coaches. We'll see if, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll shake hands and laugh and all that before the game. But deep down, I think they both really want to beat each other. But I think it's a big test for Alabama. And uh, I think, you know, Mississippi might be the team to give them that kind of test. Yeah, that's the one I'm really excited to see there. You mentioned last year's game there. Bama did win that one by 15, but they were 24-point favorites. So it was the same line that you guys oh, had it as go. the uh, game of the year. Okay, there you go. I, I can't – I mean, I could hardly remember last week. <laughs> hey, it's the football season just rolls along, and we just try to take the punches as they come. Chris Andrews, once again, thank you for joining us here on My Guys in the Desert. Hey, I'll talk to you on the pregame show later Sunday at 9 o'clock here, but take care until then. You got it, buddy. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. All right. We wrap things up on the other side. Stormy coming up next from Stanford. Hang with us. My Guys in the Desert rolls along. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books. Access injury reports, in-game action, and much more. Go to OddsTrader.com. I'll tell you what, I've got a thirst for the bets. And this next segment, I'm, I'm going to try to come ob- objective to you guys. No, uh, no bias whatsoever. Ah, as you get that nice shot of that Cowboys star there. So here we go. We're going to do a little power rankings. And I'm going to tell you guys the top five reasons. Because it's Femi Friday. Top five reasons why the Dallas Cowboys will win Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. Here we go. Number five, Jerry Jones is infatuated with Los Angeles. He was a big part of bringing NFL football back to L.A. Cowboys, they have their training camp at Oxnard every year. They love SoCal. Every game in Southern California is loaded with Cowboys fans. And, of course, the football gods will repay the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones for having football in LA and the Super Bowl being in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. So that is why Jerry, the song I Love LA, it's about Jerry Jones right there because he loves LA. Number four, it's a very favorable schedule. Barring injuries, the Cowboys are probably going to be only significant underdogs in one game against the Kansas City Chiefs in week 11. Outside of that, they play five more games against the lowly NFC East. They're going to be a field goal favorite at least in the rest of those five games. Schedule sets up very nicely. Pro football focus is Eric Eager. He was on primetime action earlier this week. He said Dallas could be a dark horse to be the number one seed in the NFC. Number three, the big D. The D is back in the big D, baby. That means defense. Cowboys defense, how about that? Under first-year defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, leading the NFL in turnovers forced with eight. Cornerback Trayvon Diggs playing like an all-pro. Interceptions in each of the first three games. And Micah Parsons. I mean, what more can you say right there? Just look at my Twitter timeline to get my real thoughts on Michael Parsons because he has been excellent thus far, the first-round pick out of Penn State. Number two, Dak Prescott and that offense. Whoo, baby. Bless offense in football. They're picking up right where they left off when Dak got hurt last year. Dak is just absolutely in control of the line of scrimmage. He has a plethora of weapons. I mean, Michael Gallup, he's out right now, but he's coming back. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard in the backfield. Offensive line keeps him clean and protective. And, of course, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is on fire. He's probably going to be a head coach next season. And number one reason why they're going to win the Super Bowl is because nobody is buying into this Cowboys team. They are so overlooked before the regular season started. Everyone's talking about Washington football team. There's going to repeat. Or the New York Giants were this trendy kind of hipster pick to win the NFC East. But in my experience, the best Cowboys seasons in my adult life 
09, 14, 16, and 18 have been when they have been overlooked heading into the year. They won the division all four of those seasons, won a few playoff games as well. I think that is the number one reason why it's because we're not buying into the Cowboys. Everyone's still kind of cautious about this team. I think that's the right time to jump in on this Dallas team. And that is why they will win Super Bowl 56, although I'm actually fading them this week to Carolina Panthers plus five. But that's neither here nor there. And let's get to our next guest, Stormy Tony. Stormy, you're really running the show uh, usually here on My Guys in the Desert, but right now you've kind of left things off to me. And I'm trying not to get us too off the rails here, but I'm glad to fill in for you as you are out on assignment in Stanford for the Oregon-Stanford game. We'll get to that in just a bit here. But I want to talk to you about last night's Thursday night football game. Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, you and everybody else at this network and across the country were sweating this one out. If you had the Bengals in Survivor, if you had them in a teaser, apparently from the research that I've gathered, you were boarded your flight to Stanford at halftime when it was 14 to nothing in favor of Jacksonville. What was that feeling like when you got the notification when you finally landed and saw that the Bengals were able to prevail last night? So Femi, it was a struggle because yes, like you said, I, I was boarding at halftime and um, we had a little bit of a technical delay. So I got to watch a good bit of the third quarter, got to see it to where we tied it up 14, 14. I was like, all right, but then we're out of here. So I'm just riding the anxiety train. I also <laughs> had the Bengals minus seven and a half. So that obviously didn't go in my favor, but I was just sweating. I was, I didn't know what to think. And then I land and look at the play by play of how the Bengals eventually won. And I was just like, there is a God to <laughs> happen. Also, um, while I appreciate your top five there of reasons why that the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl, um, the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, so it's okay. Like, yeah, you that didn't make my list. <laughs> you and Dave Ross have been trying a little bit too hard. And while I did like a lot of the reasons why, because I do agree with you that the Cowboys are certainly a contender this year, any list that starts with Jerry Jones as a reason why is, is out for me. I'm sorry. Not in on old Jera. <laughs> his Razorbacks Jared are playing Jared. well. This is his year. It might be his year. We'll see. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Stormy. So you're out there in Stanford for tomorrow afternoon's game between Oregon and Stanford Ducks right now laying eight points total coming at a 57 and a half. But journalistically, we're not going to ask you to make a pick. Uh, we don't want to put you into that spot, but what have you gathered from both programs from talking to them throughout the week? Yeah, um, a lot of things. It's been interesting today. We met with uh, Stanford's coaching staff and a couple players yesterday. We had our Oregon calls and, you know, for Oregon, I think everybody on the surface believes that they should come in and dominate this game, right? That's what the number three team in the country should do. But Pac-12 going to Pac-12 sometimes <laughs> and Stanford already played spoiler for USC earlier in the season and they're kind of just a, a tricky team at times where Oregon I think certainly has the advantage is going to be the run game because we saw last week against UCLA for Stanford just the way they were able to run the ball on on the Cardinal it was it was rough at times and obviously Oregon has the best duo in that backfield in the country right now for career yards with CJ Verdell and Travis Dye and so we didn't see them super active last week. Travis Dye only had five carries um, in the game against Arizona, yet still went off for over 90 yards. So if those two are able to be productive like you imagine they will, I think it could be a long day for that Stanford defense that is dealing with some health issues as well. I want to say their defensive backs have had like four guys that are dealing with problems. Their D-line, there's not a lot of depth there. So... Um, their defense is certainly a concern, and you know Oregon's defense. I mean, they're a turnover-forcing machine. Mm -hmm. And so Tanner McKee for Stanford, I think if he can play a clean game, he hasn't thrown an interception yet, that their offense can certainly do some things. They'll slow down the game. They run the fewest plays of any team in the FBS this year. So um, it, it'll be an interesting battle. But Tanner McKee, if he can, ple if he can play a clean game, is definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on because Barone McKinley and Bennett Williams for that Oregon secondary have been insane. They're one, two, uh, you know, two tied with the number of people in the country, but one, two in the country for interceptions this year. Yeah, that line is actually down to seven and a half here at Circa, but eight and a half in some spots, eight in others. But let's get back to the betting here. And that's why we have, you know, that's why we're both here to be honest about it. Let's, let's talk bets. And it sounds like you yeah. have a couple bets in the SEC, the marquee games, 
Bama, Ole Miss, and Arkansas and Georgia. What do you like in those games? Well, let's start with uh, UGA just because I saw that you're laying the points. It was your cringeworthy one with uh-huh. Uga there. <laughs> um, I'm going against you on this one. Don't hate me. Um, I, I could see why you did, uh, why you're making the pick that you are like, because Arkansas coming off this big win against AM, you could see them being kind of in letdown mode, that hangover effect. But the way Sam Pittman built this program, like he's keeping games close interesting they want to get in a brawl every saturday afternoon um so i think georgia wins but arkansas covers what i really liked was the total in this one because this is two of the best defenses in the country it's hard to find where those 48 points could really come from in my opinion um particularly in the first half i could see that being you know from the offensive side a little bit more slow conservative feeling out the first half before you take some risks there in the second half and then bama I like the under in that game too, Femi. I don't know how you feel about it, but last year when these two teams played at Oxford, it was over 100 points. It was the most points in an SEC game in league history. That's not going to happen again. Um, and I mean, still <laughs> Alabama only won by 15, right? Like with yeah. the, the way that that was such a shootout, both defenses should be better. Um, I, I know Lane Kiffin is going to want to play fast and have that kind of a shootout thing, but Saban will probably slow it down a bit. Saban is 23 and 0 against former assistants. So my upset alert that I called earlier in the week with Ole Miss, I'm, you know, a little bit debating about, but I do think that Ole Miss certainly covers that 14, 14 and a half. You're talking about that total in Georgia and Arkansas, not knowing where the points are coming from. I tell you what, they're not going to be coming from Arkansas. Georgia's going to roll them. Uh, (laughs) In the NFL, NFL, real quick here, Stormy, uh, let's break down some of your picks. We're going head to head Rams Cardinals. You like the Rams laying the four and a half. I took six with the Cardinals early in the week. Kyler Murray, it's like a drug for me. Every other week, I got to bet on the Cardinals here. So uh, we'll see how that one unfolds, huh? It's tough. The cards are still just wired weird to me. I mean, they looked nearly flawless in that week one game. Steamroll in Tennessee the way they did. Then they lose to a decent Vikings team. Then they beat Jacksonville, not all that impressively. So I look at a Rams team where their schedule beat up the Bears, uh, handled hot. Um, and, And obviously what they did last week, I just... I don't know. I don't have enough trust in Kyler Murray and what what the way that the Cardinals have lost historically under Sean McVay. I just come on. I, I, I like the Rams and Sean McVay in this. We'll see how that one goes. Stormy, thanks for joining us. Good luck tomorrow. And that does it for my guys in desert. Thank you to Stormy, Chris Andrews, Kenny White. And of course, thank you to you for tuning in. Coming up next, Rush Hour with Danny Burke here on VCD Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 